1: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
2: Oh, hi. If you like this show, will you leave a review for it wherever you listen to podcasts? You don't even have to write anything. Just some stars will do. It's one of the most effective ways to spread the word about us and one of the most meaningful ways to show your support for what we do. We are so grateful. Okay, here's the show. Deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer and I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from
0: and want to support us in general, head to a thing or 2 hqcom and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly
2: access to members only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833 632 5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or 2 hq Hi. Hi. I'm sitting with
0: you with Mm -hmm. in in front of my alarm clock that just ran out of batteries.
2: Oh, what kind of alarm clock do you have? Did we discuss this? I don't really No, We didn't discuss it because I
0: don't really use it. It's more just like the clock I had in my bedroom. Oh, Um, yeah. That's a cute little vintage. It was a bubble. It's his Uh name is Bubble by Newgate. And Mm -hmm. he was purchased by me in Palm Springs, but he was made in China. Okay, but he's like a pretty creamy color. And he, you know, it is nice to have a clock. Yeah, I want to like wake up and can like look at it from my bed. But I've been confused. You look at that instead
2: of your phone to see what time it is.
0: My phone's across the my phone's not at my bed. My phone's in my bedroom, but not at my bed. But the
2: problem is my my clock stopped
0: at seven ten, which is a time that I often wake up on my Uh, own. Oh, okay. So every morning I wake up, I'm like, oh, perfect, seven ten. That's exactly Mm -hmm. like a nice time. Right, right. And then I have to remind myself that the battery needs replacing. Yeah,
2: okay. I'll I'll all only work when they work. Yeah, no, that's well. No, not true. <laughs> they're right twice a day, even when they're not working. That's true. Gosh, that <laughs> in is fact, classic saying <laughs> yeah. they do, in <laughs> fact, work sometimes when they're they don't work. So we got a lot of response to our discussion of alarm clocks.
0: And trying to live that that phone alarm-free yeah. lifestyle. And and then people like I'm really taking things to the next level to be like, I don't need any clocks. I got my brain. Who yeah, cares?
2: people jumping in to validate that a mental alarm clock is a real superpower. Yeah, it's definitely a superpower. I just yeah. didn't know how widespread the superpower was, which does I not make it any know less that super. It's that widespread. I would say, here's how widespread I think it is. I think we got about the same amount of responses to that as we got to slippery rib syndrome or slipping rib syndrome. Slipping whichever. rib syndrome. Yeah.
0: Should we take this moment to play our mental alarm clock voicemail so people can like. It's quite good. It's yes. iconic. Mm-hmm.
1: Hi, this is Erin. I love your show. I've been listening for ages and ages, and I look forward to it every Monday. And I am in the midst of listening to the most recent episode, and you were talking about alarm clocks and mental alarm clocks. And I am one of those absolute freaks who has a mental alarm clock. And I can just think about a time when I go to bed, and I'll wake up within three minutes of that time. It is totally reliable. And the other thing, which I don't know if your friends have, is if you're cooking, I can just set a timer in my head, and often I set a real timer too, and I get to it within 30 seconds of accuracy. Kind of lame as far as superpowers go. Uh, it's that, and I can pick out like any celebrity cameo. These are my two powers. I have no other particularly special skills. Can't wait to hear the rest of the episode. Bye.
2: I'm so happy for this person. I'm so
0: happy for this person. So then someone else responded, Kristen in Argeniva, Mm -hmm. and said, I'm a few episodes behind, but I guess I have a mental alarm clock. I stopped using an alarm clock in 2017 because it would give me too much anxiety. I started prioritizing sleepy hygiene, and part of that was going to bed early enough so that I'd naturally wake up early enough to get stuff done in the morning. And it's just been that way since, even with a 16-month-old, although TBH, now she's the alarm clock. Mm -hmm. And someone chimed in and was like, but what about if you have a flight at three in the morning or like what if you have to wake up for a crazy time? Do you still trust yourself for that? Because I do think that's the question. Important question. Important question. That's what I still need answers to.
2: So we got a couple suggestions for the best alarm clock. We lost one of them and I apologize to this person because I feel like they're going to be like, what about my suggestion? But I we, we lost saw it. it. We we hear you. We misplaced it. <laughs> we can't remember where you sent it to us. But Sarah in our Geneva said the best alarm clock is the Lexon Cubissimo. It has supported us in a Cubissimo. Phone- Cubissimo. It has supported us in a phone free bedroom. It seems like they aren't making it anymore. I would be curious if anyone has tried the Lexon travel flip, which looks like an updated version, but less cute. I honestly thought they were both pretty cute. They are both very cute. So I do know it's mm-hmm. technically called the Flip Plus
0: Travel. Mm. I do know because it was featured in Details magazine mm. when I worked there, circa two thousand nine. I couldn't tell you what I did last yeah. week, but I can tell you that this <laughs> alarm clock was featured in a magazine almost fifteen okay. years ago. It's really, really cute. It's memorably yeah. cute. It's probably the size of a deck of cards, oh. and it comes in fifteen different colors. Okay. And on one side it says on, and the other side it says off. So when oh. the alarm buzzes, you just flip it over.
2: That's cute. Can I that get cute? this? It's it's 30 bucks.
0: OK, like, it feels like a it feels like a very low risk way of going at this.
2: I mean, you would think. But then I bought that alarm clock and couldn't figure out how to use it. You think I can I, figure out how to use this one? This one it, on one side, it says on and the other off. Well, but how do you know? set it? That's my question.
0: Well, that, yeah, they're probably going to have to press some buttons. Yeah, I'll figure it out. OK, I bet you could do it. I bet you could do it.
2: I like how on the website there you have this tech specs, support and functions. 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 OK, yeah, I'll. I think I will give this a try for $30. I would do that. I was surprised yeah,
0: that no one came to us suggesting any of the sunrise alarm clocks mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. wire cutter and wire yep. and whatever, yep. whatever, whatever would have mm-hmm. you believe are the future of alarms.
2: I agree. Well, because I also think we were pretty explicit that we wanted something. We wanted a dumb alarm. Yeah. Just yeah. like the, you think- the simplest one.
0: I guess, but like I do think if people loved these things, we'd hear about them. You yeah, know, I it do is think what that's big true. clock is pushing.
2: <laughs> it's, I yeah. Yeah. They're not that cute. They're really big. Yeah. They're really big.
0: Because they're like lights. Yeah. And some of them are white noise machines and some mm-hmm. of them, you know, perform other home tasks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think that this Lexon one is the answer. I think that person is right. I also need you to read this Geneva comment we got that is like That's the actual answer. I think it's so good. Okay, so
0: Kara introduced Mm -hmm. us to the idea of the night phone. So her night phone is just her out-of-commission old phone that still works but has no cellular connection. I have a couple apps on it, including Alarm Clock and Headspace for Night Stories, but I don't have Instagram on it or TikTok, the ones that really pull me in. She notes that it is helpful that her night phone is a Google Pixel and her day phone is an iPhone, mm-hmm. so there's like not even messages and yeah. texting. The things aren't all connected. Yeah, no Instagram, no TikTok, no like nothing that you can get but fully sucked into. This
2: was something that I thought was really important because this is something that I do a lot. She said, "I do have email where I occasionally email myself or a friend a night thought," which. Is huge for me. That happens all the time. I'm lying in bed. I think of something I have to do or something, and I will just like email myself to do it. And so I really appreciated that. I think that this person and I function in a probably pretty similar manner. She's like, I don't have Instagram or TikTok, but I do have Dipsy, like Pinterest, like they're they're controllable oblivion time apps for me. I think she and I share a similar psychographic profile around nighttime issues.
0: (laughs) I find the term night phone to be so useful, and I think also night email is useful. Mm -hmm. A night thought. Oh, night. Thought. Email myself night.
2: or a friend, a night thought, a night thought that
0: also just takes a little bit of the anxiety out of it. The idea mm-hmm. of it being a night thought and not mm-hmm. just this thing that's knocking around in your brain that
2: you can't shake. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's a night thought. Totally. It's a night thought. God, it's a night yeah. thought. It's not nice. The older you get, the more you can realize these things. You know, it's just yeah. a night thought. It's not a real thought. It's not a regular thought. It's a no. night thought. Definitely that's not. That's called wisdom. Not normal. That is called wisdom. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much to MoMA Design Store for sponsoring today's episode. Um, okay, we are in the the gifting heart of summer, the dad's grads like summer wedding moment. Mm-hmm, um,
2: mm-hmm. So these two feel yeah, like Father's Day is coming up. It's June eighteenth. It's so it's kind of early we this year, no? Yeah, don't it don't, feels early. It feels, it feels early, early to me. To me. Yeah. We just celebrated Um, moms. Now we're celebrating dads.
0: This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Mm. One thing that feels like right um, that we've been really excited about for a long time is the MoMA Yankees baseball hat. Mm. It's so good. If you've done any internet sleuthing about this hat ever, as we have Jay-Z wears it, Rihanna wears it, you can wear it, your, your dad can wear it,
2: your husband can wear it, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. Two New York icons. MoMA, the Yankees. You know what else I'm into that I was considering as a Father's Day present? I feel like I might do this. They have this peak design packing cube. It's one of these packing cubes that does. it's doing too much almost like it. It's got multiple sections. It expands. It's a very sort of it's compressible. That is the word. Super lightweight. It feels like a camping packing cube, although I don't think that to me, that's the vibe. But it also just feels like packing cube for people who are like, I don't need a packing cube. I feel like this also feels like college packing.
0: This feels like what, like if someone's going off to college, let's get them on packing cubes early. Let's
2: get that organization system in place. Yes, absolutely. You know what else I think would make an amazing Father's Day gift? Tell me. The spaghetti outdoor lounge chair. I can't remember if we've talked about this before. We probably have, but it is $275. It comes in all the colors. And I just, what dad doesn't love his own fancy lounge chair throwing. dedicated dedicated yes, exactly exactly there's
0: something for everyone at moma design store for father's day coming up on June 18th that summer wedding you have or the graduate you're celebrating there's truly something for everyone at every price point every product is reviewed by moma curators the same ones responsible for what's on view at the museum shop online at mo ma slash a thing or two or in store in new york city soho midtown and the museum every purchase supports the museum's collection and education program
2: so when you shop at moment design store you are giving back to the arts too thank you so much to jubilance for sponsoring today's episode erica you and i have talked about this but my pms just keeps getting worse i feel like is it an aging thing
0: like i don't understand so
2: i really i do i do from what i understand i think it is an aging thing and it gets worse with age. And it's like honestly, I this was meant to be a young pe- person's game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, no. Oh, we're supposed to
0: have really bad cramps and PMS when we're like mm-hmm. 14 and mm-hmm. this is all new to us. And then it's, but we're supposed to get used to it. It's supposed to, but
2: no, no, it's like truly a thing where it is impacted my quality of life. My it, it's, I get depressed, I get anxious and my temper, my is so Bad. My same.
0: I same. My capacity for
2: irritation drops to zero, and I I feel shitty about it because you wake up the next day and you get your period and you're like, Oh, Oh, that
0: I was an asshole. Yeah,
2: and you feel like such. And I'm like, This is going to start ruining my life and my relationships. It's so bad. I'm so excited about Jubilance. I'm so excited to be partnering with them because it is a pill that you take daily that helps lessen the impact of PMS, which is like something. Well, you and I desperately need We need understand. it. We need it. Yeah. Jubilance is the most
0: advanced scientific solution for relieving PMS mood symptoms available today. In double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed clinical trials, just one month of Jubilance offered significant relief of PMS-related mood swings like anxiety, irritability, sadness, and stress. Thousands of women worldwide use Jubilance to live PMS-free. Jubilance for PMS are tiny once-a-day capsules with the key to PMS freedom. Order Jubilance today risk-free and say hello to the most authentic you. In response to Jubilance's critical trial results along with testimonials by patients and doctors. The Food and Drug Administration, you know, the FDA, has allowed Jubilance's historic structure function claim. Oxaloacetate may help alleviate the mild to moderate psychological and or behavioral symptoms associated with premenstrual syndrome, PMS. And best of all, your first bottle comes with free shipping and a money back guarantee. If Jubilance doesn't give you PMS relief you deserve, Shoot them an email and they'll issue a refund in full. No questions asked. No need to mail back the bottle. Try Jubilance for $10 off by visiting jubilance.com slash a thing or two or using the coupon code a thing or two at checkout. That's J-U-B-I-L-A-N-C-E dot com slash a thing or two. You had a really great shopping experience recently that you wanted to share.
2: I did. I took Cam to this candy shop bonbon right before Easter to do their pick and mix for Easter candy. And I have to tell you, it was so delightful. So it's this candy store in New York. They have two locations. It's all candy imported from Sweden, started by three Swedish friends in New York. And I learned by looking at their website that they also have a weekly hot dog stand every Sunday. It's called Lenny's Hot Dogs. It's they're served Swedish style with all the condiments.
0: The Scandinavians like a hot dog and they like a hot dog prepared a specific way, I think.
2: Yeah, I don't think I even know what a Swedish style hot dog is. I guess like Ikea-esque. No, because I've had like a normal hot dog at Ikea. Yeah, hard to say. I also, when I think of hot dogs, I picture Costco. I mean, same. Yeah. Do you remember when I was going through a breakup and I went to IKEA by myself and then I went over to a friend's house afterwards and he was like I think you're bleeding and I was like no that's just the ketchup from my IKEA hot dog and it felt like one of the darkest moments it was like I was at IKEA replacing Then the he's like well, then then I- my ex boyfriend <laughs>
0: he's like, I think you're bleeding emotionally.
2: (laughs) It was like a hot summer day. I was at Ikea replacing breakup furniture and I showed up at a friend's house. So you drove to Ikea by yourself, replaced the
0: boyfriend furniture and ate a hot dog and spilled it on yourself.
2: And then drove to Williamsburg, like, you know, probably an hour later still had the ketchup on my face. And my friend Seth was like, Oh, I think you're bleeding, and I was like, "No, that's ketchup. That's definitely been there for like an hour and a half." Because of my sad, broken-up state, not only did I go to IKEA, but I ate a hot dog there. And <laughs> no, and I didn't know anyone well enough to <laughs> tell me until now. Not gonna depressing. Anyway, yeah, it was the Red Hook IKEA. Anyway, okay, back to Bonbon. Bon. I have not sampled their hot dogs. I've only had the candy because I wasn't there on a Sunday. It I don't was, think there's such a thing as a bad hot dog. No, um, <laughs> it's true. Or it's true. I said this in the newsletter. I don't know how else to describe it. Taking Cam there, it just felt like the stuff of core memories. First of all, it's cute. Obviously it's cute. It's Swedish candies. They're all colorful. The place is designed very adorably. Cam is just standing there in front of this wall of candies, getting to pick out whichever ones he wants and then ask me which ones I think he should get and put them all into a bag. And he's so delighted. And then we leave the store and sit on the sidewalk and eat the candies and share the candies and like, here, you try this one. And it was just, it was really, really fun. I will also say the candy is so good. I'm not- so
0: good, you got me some candy, it's so good.
2: I got it for you because I don't really like gummy candy. And I've been, you know, I've been trying to decrease my sugar addiction because I have a serious sweet tooth. So I wasn't worried about this being a problem for me because it's a gummy candy, I don't like gummy candy. This stuff's- It's a non-issue. Right, but this stuff, this is exceptional gummy candy. I per- prefer personally
0: mm-hmm. the gummy candy that is of the Swedish fish slash sour patch texture yeah. mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the like classic gummy bear texture. I like when oh, it has interesting. more
2: chew yes. than bounce. Yes. You know yeah. I do. I know exactly what you mean. I have an appetite for both. Interesting you're developing an appetite. For well, bones. yeah, I guess you could say that. I can appreciate the chew. It, it's per, you chose the perfect words, more chew first bounce. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I, I really enjoy the bounce. A Swedish fish has its moment.
0: You made me a pick and mix bag. Yeah. And one of the things you put in it, I need to know more about. I have to visit there basically to learn more. It was like a butterscotch
2: gummy. It was like a little almost braid. Oh um, yeah, uh huh. I know what you're talking about. It, it I was, didn't get one of those, but I remember picking it out for you. I have never in my life
0: experienced the glory that is like a but. You know what? It, it like it was basically file alongside vanilla tootsie roll
2: mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm, sort mm-hmm. of like yeah.
0: What is this? I yeah. don't quite understand. Even like the C's suckers. Like, yes, yes. That weird thing where you're like the flavor and the texture aren't usually combined, but it's really working.
2: Yeah they have a lot of marshmallow things that are like, I don't even think of them as like, they almost are like a cross between a marshmallow and a gummy, some other marshmallow right. things. Yeah. But I, they didn't have as many marshmallows when I went to pick that stuff out for you. And I was disappointed because I wanted- Because you've been have, twice to Bon Bon. I've been to, making. I to each location now. They have one in Lower East Side. And one. Of, <laughs> I took Cam to the one in Williamsburg. And I just really, every time I eat it, I'm like, I think this is gourmet. I think this is it really is exceptional. I have to say the thing Bon that bon, I, bon Appetit. The <laughs> other reason why I- feel have been in this love affair with it is because part of my problem with sugar is I cannot stop. It is a drug for me. And once I start, I will just eat. eat I, it eat. is a drug. Yeah. It, no, it, it is. It is. It, it is, is a drug. A drug. Yeah. But And it's particularly bad with me for chocolate. And for whatever reason with the bonbon stuff, I can have a couple pieces or even just one piece and walk away. And I think this has something oh, to do with good. it being very gourmet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, unfounded, unscientific. But maybe the laboratories haven't gotten to it to make it so that we have to eat a hundred million of them. That's sort
2: satisfied. of how I feel. They're importing it from Sweden. It's They don't have the Dorito scientists. Yes, you know? that's um, exactly how I feel. But the thing I wanted to say was, one, I was like, I, I want for them to be the new Dylan's candy bar. I just want that for them because I feel yes. I love this place, but also made me just appreciate dylan's candy bar in a way that i never did because i feel like we kind of missed the boat on it age-wise i will say i think you missed the boat on it
0: because <laughs> when i moved to new york mm-hmm. i lived very close to mm-hmm. dcb mm-hmm. and yeah the I original one often really it was like six blocks from my apartment and yeah. people would come visit it was part of the that was your thing or okay. like as if it was like the empire state building and dylan's yeah. candy bar okay yeah like it, you know where you know it was like tasty delight and or the Bloomingdale's frozen yogurt place. Uh, 40 carrots. Eh. Thank you. 40 <laughs> carrots. And Dylan's candy bar. I just thought it was an essential thing.
2: It seemed so young to me. It was a little too old for it. And I remember appreciating it. And you the just also don't, it. don't like that candy that yes. much. Well, so what I did this that summer, I guess it was the summer. I don't know, like 1999 or 2000 that I worked at DKNY. And I, on the weekends I was at the Madison Avenue store. And so yeah. on my lunch break, I would go across the street to FAO Schwartz. And there was a store within a store at Dylan's candy bar in the FAO Schwartz. And I would load up on the chocolate covered gummy bears, which then have always been and remain a challenging to find candy, a chocolate covered. gummy yes. bear. Yeah. It's and you've always coming. loved them. And you've always loved them. They've always been incredible. That's why. And so I would, and I have to say they were never stale. I will give that to Dylan's Candy Bar. Some some places, the chocolate covered gummy bears are stale because they're not popular. And so they stay in the bin for a while. They said, yeah. Um, now, I have a question. Mm-hmm.
0: The store within a store at FAO Schwartz mm-hmm. was a Dylan's Candy Bar.
2: Yeah. Because I grew up uh-huh. encountering something called FAO sweets. Mm, okay. I mean, let me verify, but I'm, almost positive (sighs) it's quite possible i think that the only well i think that the no you could be right let's see
0: (sighs) so the only fao sweets location i knew of was in the water tower in chicago and i definitely have core memories there because i believe it is the first place that i ever encountered eminem separated by color
2: Mm. and
0: also the novelty colors like lilac or the turquoise. Erica, yeah.
2: I think you might be right. I think it might've been an FAO Schweitz. I think Dylan's came after you worked at DKNY. Yeah, I think that would also track. might've been like the year, but yeah, I mean, their original location was that one by your apartment. So that yeah, would make it It would've been, yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I never felt a spiritual connection to, to Dylan's candy bar. And now I... You didn't even know maybe if you were shopping there or not. That's how unspiritual <laughs> it was. That's, yeah. And I want to say now that I get it and I get why parents took their kids there because it's yeah. so exciting to watch just the sheer wonder and delight. It's the Willy Wonka of it all. that like, pick whatever you want.
0: This was what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Has Cam consumed Willy Wonka He yet? sure has. He loves the
2: Oompa Loompa song. It, yeah. from, well he loves Wizard of Oz, which feels related. So it's yeah. i re- that's why I showed it to him because it was yeah. like it and, and he noted that it that the similarity the Yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. he was able to draw the connections between the two. It has not sunk its claws into his brain the way that The Wizard of Oz has. He yes. enjoyed it. And, and he will still reference it occasionally, but for whatever reason, it didn't capture him that same way. I don't know why. The, the other thing I want to say about Bon Bon is that they have this house line of Swedish fitch, which I, I gave you some of those. And they're delicious. They're really good. They're obviously funny flavor. Like they have strawberry, but then they also have blackberry. And I think maybe like elderberry or Elder, something. Elder classics,
0: flower. Which is, I think, oh. the classic Swedish flavors.
2: Oh. They also do gift boxes of these Swedish, of their house line Swedish fish. And they are so beautifully wrapped. I gave one of them to my niece for her eighth birthday, and it was obviously such a hit. But it feels like one of those special, unexpected, unique gifts that in any occasion, like a teacher, uh, I don't even know what, anybody would appreciate this. And they're very beautifully wrapped. I have discovered a Swedish fish, you know, not Swedish
0: fish, the brand, a Swedish, a f- Swedish gummy fish product mm-hmm. last year that I've become obsessed with that I think is like comparably good mm-hmm. to this. It's called Kohl's mm-hmm. I need you to look at the website. Yeah, quite beautiful. It is, But it's like a very different
2: vibe. Um, it's if Margella did Swedish fish. Yeah. <laughs> That's the vibe. <laughs> Claire. Thank you. It is a hundred percent.
0: If Marcella did Swedish fish, the package, the like packaging has the onion paper mm-hmm. aesthetic. Yeah. And like it's, there are no artificial additives or colorings. They Mm -hmm. donate part of their proceeds to promote healthy waters and fish stocks locally. Mm There is a sour blueberry gummy fish that is shaped like a pig var. I'm not sure what that translates to. (laughs) There's an old woman in a headscarf on the the homepage. Yeah. No, it's really specific and wonderful. And I discovered it at one of my favorite stores in Madison, which is called Steve's, which is a wine and liquor store that has been around for like 60 years and has just great like snacks and things, too, to the point where I say like insane things where I'm like, we should just buy everything at Steve's. We don't mm. need to go to a grocery store because Steve's has
2: everything. And it, mm-hmm. I get a little bit of like a calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's look at their stockists page.
0: They sell at Food 52 also. Oh,
2: good. And Zingerman's yeah, I, Candy Manufactory. Oh, and they sell at bonbon. Bon. Oh, all right. Go to
0: bonbon. Bon, get everything. Yeah. You you know it's valid. Then The other
2: thing I want to say for the true Swedish candy heads who are listening is that Bonbon and Kohlsvart both play in the like salty, true licorice pool. I haven't engaged with that aspect of Bonbon.
0: I have tried. It's not really for me. Yeah, it's um, not like, for I, me. Like, I, I'll have like one and then I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that like that scratches an itch. But the idea of having multiple is just it doesn't. It's not for me.
2: I think they're both committed to trying to introduce that flavor profile to Americans. And I admire and respect that effort. Totally. And I think it takes some warming up, too, for yes, sure. Yes, yes. Thank you so much to Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. I. Had, we had the funniest experience yesterday. We were on a call. It was four women. And we we're two talking with about, thick
0: hair, two with thin hair.
2: Yeah, we we're talking about hair and hair routines and all of that. I was saying something about, you know, like too much hair or whatever, complaining. And another woman was like, I, that's that's nice for you, but I'm like, I'm losing my hair. It's thinning. And the other three women on the call, we all at once in unison were like in unison, we're like, But have you tried neutrophil? And the woman was like. <laughs> but does it really work? And we were all like, yes, yes. yes. Um, it was kind of amazing. And just, and, and it made me happy to just be like, oh, this is like universally women know now that Nutrafol is a thing and that it works. And the word is, is, a is solution. out. And, and all everybody on the call with confidence was like, yeah, no, 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 it's a real deal. It was great.
0: Nutrifol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrifol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all their stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. And each formula is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients and in consistently effective dosages. So you get the most reliable results in a clinical study. 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months, 3000 plus top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code a thing or two to save $10 off your first month subscription. This offer is only available to US customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code a thing or two. Thank you so much to Olive and June for sponsoring today's episode. Um, I have talked about my obsession with doing my nails and my toenails at home with Olive and June. This was like a pandemic discovery for me. You're a DIY. You are a pioneer. I am basically a DIY queen. You really are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's what you were trying to get at. But I just... I think I realized that I just don't love the process of getting my nails done. Like I don't find it relaxing. Mm -hmm. I find it to be stressful. I don't like watching someone do it. I don't like the commute to getting it done. I don't like when two days after you get a chip and then you're like, Mm. well, now what? I don't own this nail polish. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, And so what's so great about Olive and June is that you get everything for this like salon quality manicure in a box. You get to pick your own six polishes. The polish like legit lasts and lasts and lasts. I've had this toenail polish on for at least 10 days. It breaks down to just $2 a manicure. They have this awesome cuticle serum. They have this acetone-free nail polish remover pot, you know, when you could just- You like, stick, stick your little, finger
2: in. It's super your finger in there. They're very clever about the design of all their products. It's really impressive. They have thought through everything. I It's, it's good stuff. You know what I want to try? Please, please. They have this quick dry now. It makes your nail polish dry in about a minute. It lasts for five days or more, which, you know, as someone who's trying to wean myself off gels, this is this is appealing to me full coverage in one to two coats, and they have 17 new quick dry colors plus a quick dry top coat. I feel like this could be the thing that could really just like get me on the train of, of getting getting rid of the salon, you know? Let's get you there. Let's, Let's get, get you there. me there. Visit oliveandjune.com slash a thing or two for 20% off your first Manny system. That's oliveandjun com slash A-T-H-I-N-G-O-R-T-W-O for 20% off your first Manny system. Again, it's oliveandjune.com slash a thing or two for 20% off your first Manny system. We have loved this company since basically day one of this company and it just keeps getting better. So check it out.
0: this reminded me that there was an article last year in the New York Times called Sweet and Squishy as Ever the Gummy Bear Universe Keeps Expanding. Mm. The peg was that it was Haribo's 100th anniversary
2: last year. I love year. Haribo.
0: Who doesn't? Classic. Okay. Thomas's very favorite skiing's treat mm-hmm. is Haribo's put in your coat pocket that you eat on a chairlift.
2: Mm, and maybe they're a little bit frozen. Like I love. They're a little Ugh. bit frozen. Yeah. They're a little bit frozen. Mm-hmm. This might make you excited about
0: skiing. You I know, think so. it's hard I, to yeah. say. Um, I
2: also just love those people who are such Bow enthusiasts that when they go to different countries, they're so psyched to see the ones that I, I you know, fandom. It's great. Fandom. Yeah. Fandom. Okay. So there are two things from this article
0: that I think are like crucial to us. One is gummy candy didn't take off in the U.S. until the 80s. So we're mm. like the gummy candy generation. I see. And then the other bit, the physical qualities of gummy candies, their tenderness and the soothing sound as they're chewed might serve as a cushion for the hard edge realities of adult life. Oh, my God. It's perfect.
2: I, I actually I think that's accurate. I think it explains pretty much everything. Well, because also to get back to the bounce first, chew the. Bounce of a hair bow and how hard it is to get through. Like it speaks to the fact that we're all clenching our jaws so much. Totally. It is so satisfying when your jaw is tense to crunch to chew to like just bite chew into on something. Yeah, but just
0: chew on something that has like a mattress. Ba- yes. Yeah. God, it's yeah. satisfying. I do love yeah. gummy. How much do we think CBD weed gummies contribute to the narrative and the sort of like gummy essence?
2: You know, it's interesting. In general, the thing that I get so confused by when it comes to weed gummies is people talking about how good they taste. As Mm. if the taste of gummies or just weed edibles in general, I don't care if it's brownies or, you know, people always be like, oh my God, these like, and the brownies and the cookies or the whatever, they taste so good. How much are you eating of any of these things that the taste is such a huge factor? Like I don't want it to taste gross. gross. Of course. Right, 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 right. It's if not you, like
0: where you, when people talk about mushrooms where they're like, I had to choke that thing down. Yeah,
2: um, but if it tastes yeah. too good, you want more. And then you're just <laughs> screwing yourself. You're in for a bad time. And I have been, I know that because I say where somebody makes like an amazing, you know, cookie or brownie, you're like, oh, it's so good. I'll just have one more. And you're like, great, never doing that again. <laughs> also, my whole issue with edibles is that they're so unpredictable. So it's like, oh, you have well, to yeah, tread yeah. so lightly. I find it so curious when people- You don't buy it are like, yeah. but it tastes so good. And I think like I, those Rose Delights do taste good. And certainly part of their brand is interesting flavors and collaborations with chefs. And I think that is fun, but it is not the thing selling me on it. You know? I also think that the best ones still taste like weed.
0: Yeah. Like they always taste yeah. a little bit like yeah. weed. I don't, yeah. Um, it's true. I've never, I, I don't feel like I've ever had anything in this
2: realm that I've been like,
0: wait, that had weed in it? Right. I didn't know.
2: And like maybe there's just a little bit of people who lived through an era before we had really discovered how to make it taste good that they're just so excited about like, oh, we can have it taste good, but I'm just, I don't want it to taste that good, you know? No, no it's true. I it's don't true. know. But I think you're right that certainly there have been innovations in the gummy culture driven by cannabis culture. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have been really leaning into some language lately that Cam's school actually provided for me. So hmm. they shared this language guide that was basically just a very thoughtful list of words or phrases to replace ones that either are obviously problematic or maybe you just don't even realize can be problematic in a specific situation. So one that I like a lot is that instead of saying parents, you say grownups or you're grownups. So like instead of saying like, where are your parents or go tell your parents or whatever, you just say, go tell your grownups because you just have no idea what people's situation. And you're just exactly. You're just acknowledging people are in different situations. Exactly. Another one is instead of saying nanny, you say caregiver. Instead of saying, where are you from? You say, where did you grow up? So along with you get you get the vibe. The one that has been so useful for me is that when you are talking about wealth, Frame it in terms of enough. So, e- someone either has enough, they don't have enough, or they have more than enough. And this has been so useful for me in so many ways. So, one, it's obviously hard for anyone, adults included, to talk about wealth and money. And it's especially complicated to talk about it with kids who have a deeply limited sense of money, period. Like, they don't know where it comes from. They don't know how you get it, how you lose it, what it's for, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, they have no sense of that. And it's age three, four feels a little soon to start to get into it. However, They very much understand the idea of having enough or not having enough. It is so simple, and it is also so complete because it comes into play, you know, most often for us when we see someone who's struggling, right? And you often actually don't know what's going on. So saying like they're poor, they don't have enough money, or whatever, like you don't actually know, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. What you
2: do know is they don't have enough of something or or many things. Like they don't have enough money, they don't have enough love, they don't have enough care, shelter, food, support, mental health resources, whatever it is, they don't have enough, and. You don't know and you you don't need to find out a lot of times. You just need to be able to explain that. And it's been very useful answering questions, starting conversations about people we encounter who do seem like they're hungry or they don't have a place to sleep, right? And little kids have a lot of questions about that. The most legendary moment around this in my family is that Cam melted the fuck down when I gave away some leftover French fries to someone who we encountered on the street who seemed hungry. I was like, are you hungry? He said, yes. I handed him this bag. Cam lost his ever-loving mind. And he's still scarred by it, and it's a whole thing, and I definitely think it spoke to something deeper. But in that moment, while he was having an absolute tantrum, it was really helpful for me to be like, "I have a very clear, sort of bulletproof way of explaining this. Yes, it's a framework, right? Like we have enough food. If tomorrow you wake up and you're desperate for french fries, I can get you more french fries. That guy doesn't have enough. He is part of our community. He is our neighbor. We are sharing with him. Everybody should have enough. And because yes. we have more than enough, we can give him some of ours and still have enough. And I yes. was like, it is just so beautiful to me. And it's purity. Like it is so simple. It's also been useful in other situations with Cam because kids are so bizarrely competitive. Like who has yeah. more candy? Who who has more treats? Who has more this, that, whatever? There's so much measuring up in a way that's- So yeah, I much. Mean, yeah. And we'll just be walking down the street and Cam will be like, I have more than X than so-and-so. And I'm like, I don't know why the fuck you're talking about this. But who cares? And the <laughs> obvious thing that I always want to say is it's not a competition, which is relevant, but it also feels sort of dumb and empty because clearly it is a competition to him. <laughs> <laughs> like some part of his like dinosaur brain knows that it is. Yeah. So the other day when he said it, I was just like, do you have enough of that thing? And does so-and-so have enough of that thing? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. Then it doesn't matter, then right? TFU STFU came. Right. And he was like, yeah. He was totally, he was like, huh, yeah. Interesting point. We both have enough. Huh. Okay. So like, cool. We can move on.
0: This is really good. This is really, really good. I was thinking about the way this was framed to me when I was a kid, which mm-hmm. is the like language of around people who didn't have enough, which was, you know, less fortunate. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, that language- yes. it, it's like very flawed. And yeah. like at this point in my life, I recognize that language to be very flawed because it speaks to this idea of fortune and right. like circumstances being something that you, that are like based on luck or merit or any mm-hmm. number of things, but not, not this underpinnings of our society. Yes. And, and yeah, it just, it just places a different emphasis than this
2: does. I think like much like a lot of these things, it's one of these things that weirdly helps me think about it yes. too, because it's like, sometimes you do kind of have to boil it down to the simplest thing. And, with a perfect example being like Cam will ask sometimes like why someone was mean or why somebody did this or why somebody did that. And I think it can be helpful in a very broad way to just be like that person probably doesn't have enough of something or they didn't have enough of something at some point in their life. Right. Like they didn't have enough love. They didn't have this that, and they maybe, didn't have enough support. They didn't right. have enough. Yeah, maybe they're hungry now. Maybe they're whatever. And, and yes, they're being an asshole. But usually it, when people are acting that way, it's because they don't have enough of something. And that as an adult is also a really useful reminder. So it's just one of these things where I'm like, God, it's so simple, but I really value this, this little piece of language. So good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. This is where I like come to with him where I'm like, we all have to have enough of the things we need in order to be our best selves, right? It, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. A little early to introduce that him to that, but but I don't like, know. Claire, he's <laughs> four. Come on. But it's like, yeah, you don't have an. if you don't have enough of things, it's hard to be your best self. And that's a sort of useful way, I think, at least as a kid and as an adult to to view these things. Anyway, that's just just a little something for you.
0: I have two little somethings, mm-hmm. two, two little somethings. One. I'm working on better language for this, but basically this idea that in my mind is is like clusters of convenience. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little embarrassed to say that one of the things that brings me just an inordinate amount of joy is when I can combine errands and treats that are in very close proximity, mm-hmm. when I can like look at the Google map and be like, oh... And then I could walk there and that's six minutes away. And then I could do this. I could like take this thing to be repaired there. Mm-hmm. And then two blocks away, I can go pick up this niche item here. That means mm-hmm. I don't have to try to order it on the internet. Yes. And then I can go th- get this special snack. And like it just fills me with this special feeling that I cannot explain.
2: God, there's probably a German word for
0: it. I would imagine or a Swedish word. I don't know. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, at some point, I really wanted New York Magazine or someone to do a guide of the most delicious treats near Boutique
2: Fitness Studios because mm. I think that really, for me, is, like, a special pairing. It's also just a good concept for, like, a travel guide package, right? Of, like, here's what you're going to do in this four-block radius.
0: Exactly. Like, the, what what are the cool mm-hmm. things at this intersection? And feeling the way I feel about it makes me feel a little bit like the dad who wants mm. to talk about driving routes mm-hmm. and and traffic mm-hmm. um, and, like, getting joy in that. Yeah. But it just… I think it scratches both this productivist itch and this desire to reward myself with small prizes. Yes. Like if I could go drop off a pair of pants to get hemmed near a Bon, that would be- yes. Yes. What else is there, you know? And I was thinking of this, like, reward system thing. And I was like, who have I heard talk about this in smart ways? And surprise, surprise, the answer was Molly Young, mm. who – in I think she's talked about this multiple times, but Molly Young's one of my very favorite writers. And, you know, probably thinkers. Mm-hmm. And she, in a Gossamer interview, said – I live like most freelancers and my life is just a series of very carefully constructed reward systems for accomplishing tasks. I've become very good at forcing myself to do things I don't necessarily want to do. Mm. And that just like, yeah, really lands for me. I think I'm also fairly good at forcing rewarding
1: myself yourself.
2: to do things.
0: Yeah. Like the forcing myself to do the things I don't want to do and then rewarding myself for doing them.
2: Yeah. I got to work on that. I think I have too much. Anyway. Guilt around the not doing things. Guilt around all of it. Rewards. <laughs> all of it.
0: It's too- guilt around the thing that you have to do. Guilt, but around then the also rewarding myself. And- yeah, so yeah. it's like okay. it's it's okay. A
2: more deeply fucked up. I also want to say this tracks very well back to your habit of saving things on Google Maps.
0: Exactly, it pairs Claire. very well with that. Exactly, because then you, when you find mm-hmm. the place that will repair yeah. your vacuum or yeah. whatever, you can like be like, oh my god that like yeah chinese bakery that i wanted to go to that i haven't gone to but that i saved in case i was yeah. ever in that neighborhood is right there yes
2: yes exactly that's really layering the joy why for me is it always a rice like it's always a japanese treat i'm like it's either like a rice ball mm. or a bubble tea is it the thing i think cuz that. well nowadays it's not as hard to locate either of those but it used to be harder to find those it used to be harder it used yeah. to be harder i do think a
0: bubble tea makes the perfect Mm -hmm. answer to this. Yeah. I think it's a perfect reward because it's also a refreshment. Mm -hmm. And I think the like combined treat and refreshment aspect is core. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. The other thing I wanted to share is that I did some like reorganizing and had some cabinets built in a bedroom and it gave me the opportunity to implement something that I predict is going Mm -hmm. to change my life. Um, I think it will. Well, well, we're going to check back in a couple months. Yeah. I don't see why it wouldn't inbound and outbound like places. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that come into our homes that need to be put away and we, we don't have a place for them yet slash we don't know where they're gonna we're going to put them. And I feel like for me, part of the mental hurdle of opening packages is that then you're just going to have a pile of shit that needs to go away. Ugh, yes. And Preach. so now I have an inbound p- container for those things. And then there are also things that need to leave that are like, Batteries or electronics that need to be recycled, or donations, or like a book that I want to give to a friend, or something I'm going to sell, like mm-hmm. whatever. So, in a drawer in the closet, there are two bins, these like the hay crates, but they could be anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a container store, certainly has a thousand ideas that are labeled inbound and outbound. And the stuff just goes in there. And then, you know, when they're full, they're going to get dealt with. Or when I see the friend, I'm going to go grab the book.
2: But now I know everything is, and it's labeled, Huge. which you know is like, half the journey. A label is deeply important to me. I also think in general, Tova, Tidy Tova would be extremely supportive of this tactic. Oh, I'm so glad to hear. Oh, why I think, think she, she, would she would absolutely like it? endorse it. Because I think she is someone who acknowledges the realities of life that a lot of times you have stuff that needs to be dealt with that you can't just can't deal with at that moment. Yeah. And that is why you just have to have spaces for them. I think the thing she would say is what how are you holding yourself accountable to moving things through?
0: I think that's right. And I do think that there needs to be some sort of timeline around how
2: long things can stay. Mm. Especially. Okay. I think you need to chalk the- them like people, like the, like you with like car tires. <laughs> it's a two hour limit. And we will know because <laughs> we talked this at 3 well, p.m. I think- Weirdly,
0: especially with the inbound, because that mm-hmm. stuff is, yeah. is coming into your house and needs yes. to go away. With the outbound, it's like the battery recycling, I'm not yeah. gonna drop everything and deal no. with and yeah. it's not. Yeah. Um, I gotta wait till I can find three other errands to pair it with mm-hmm. and a boba place. Yes. But yeah,
2: the inbound for sure. The place in my life where I sort of do this, I need to do a better job at keeping things moving through it, but I keep it's it's Cam's room. And I keep one of those little Ikea trolleys outside of his room. Of course. And it's good for if there's a piece of clothing where I'm just like, this is too small for you. It needs to be dealt with. But I can't figure out right now who or where it needs to be donated to. I'm just going to put it in the trolley. There's also just he leaves so much stuff throughout the house. And usually when I'm dealing with picking it up, it's he's in bed and I don't want to go into his room and wake him up. So there's just this cart where all of his detritus goes that is sitting outside of his room. But I don't do as good of a job as I should of moving stuff in and out of it.
0: Ikea's gotten a couple of shout outs on this episode. I'm oh, happy wow. for them. Yeah. But you know which Ikea trolley. Oh, it's the one. So,
2: so what I was going to say is, do you think that's like Billy bookcase aside, do you think that's the best Ikea product? It's so good. It's so good. Every, they have them in Cam's school. We use them in our old office. Before it was his inbound outbound, it was his diaper cart where I put his diapers and his diaper changing stuff. Totally. Which it is, is a little inbound outbound in its sense. It's <laughs> yeah. true. No, I that is an incredible product. Yes, I do think that and is metal, which is, yes, you know, also. nice. <laughs> Agree. A <laughs> yeah, yes. compliment. But I would like to nominate it for part of the inbound outbound strategy. I love this. Yeah.
0: I also would like to know how other people are dealing with these things that are sort of in purgatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things purgatory, if you will. Because you um, do have
2: to be, you have to, you have to encounter it regularly. You can't put it too far away. Right. Exactly. You want to tuck it away enough that it's not this
0: eyesore mm-hmm. in your h- house that you're like, why is that there? Why? Yeah. Which is where my inbound outbound used to be just sort of like right by my front door. I yeah. was like, oh my God, like I hate seeing this all the time. Mm-hmm. Why? is a copy of this galley and why mm-hmm. is like this shirt sitting here right yeah. under where I eat my drink my coffee
2: yeah <laughs> anyway oh we have another voicemail a great voicemail it's a case for engaging with sports as a fan a super strong case yeah that's the, that's show. the show
1: hey y'all um I saw a tweet maybe a year or two ago that really encapsulated the thing I like about sports and like when I can get into sports. And it was like, I really like it when there's two little guys who are friends. And that is my favorite way to engage with sports. I'm, um, have rediscovered the Houston Astros lately and they're a really successful team right now. And they cheated and it's like all these things, but they have a bunch of little guys who are friends and it's really fun. Um, and so it's like it doesn't even matter if they win or if they lose or if you even know anything about the game I know about baseball but like it applies to sports that you don't know it's like where are the two little guys who are friends and what's their narrative Um, I guess I don't know if that's helpful or not if you have any interest in getting into sports that you're not already into but it is a helpful lens for sports for me anyway also goes without saying I assume but like Two little guys is used gender neutrally. Any type of sports can have two little guys who are friends. Um, it's not a gendered term. Just wanted to clarify.
0: This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Allie Slights. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at athingor2hq.com, too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at athingor2hq.com.